Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space. You know, and when times are rough or stressful or just unpleasant, this is one way that you can cope. This is like a healthy coping strategy Mm -hmm. is to like step back and take a trip down to the fun parts of memory lane. We fully recognize and acknowledge that some of us have, all of us, have parts of our past that are unpleasant and that we're working to heal from. But every now and then, it is good for our spirit to take a trip to the fun times. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're, We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey girl, hey, it's Terry here from the Her Space Podcast. Every Wednesday, I release a Wisdom Wednesday mini episode that'll give you the quick boost you need to get you through hump day. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click the Wisdom Wednesday with Terry link under start here to get your weekly gems. I hope to see you there. Okay, our quote of the day, recalling days of sadness, memories haunt me. Recalling days of happiness, I haunt my memories. Unknown. I don't know. (laughs) I haunt my memories? See, you haunt your memories? I mean, I see what the person was trying to do with that quote. I think it's worded in an interesting way. But when I think, I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting quote. But I think I get what it's saying, right? Like when you think of your moments of sadness, what is it again? <laughs> What's the quote again? <laughs> <laughs> when you have, <laughs> so recalling days of sadness, memories haunt me. Okay. Which the, yes, that mm-hmm. part makes sense that like when you think about the things that are sad or traumatic mm-hmm. or just unpleasant. Yeah. Those things could haunt you. Yep. Like they just follow you, they sit with you and sit with you in an unpleasant, unhappy way. Mm -hmm. Recalling days of happiness, I haunt my memories. 
So it's almost to me, I take that to mean I'm like sitting in my memories. I'm dwelling in them like the good stuff. Yes. Like I'm the way I see it when the way that you said it, right. It makes me think about you taking back your memory. So I'm choosing the perspective that I'm going to have. Maybe I'm not going to focus on the sadness, but I'm going to focus on how I want to remember them and the good times that I remember. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting quote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today we're going down memory lane and we're talking about what it means to be like an eighties, nineties baby, kid, teenager, whatever, just growing up, coming of age in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And the 2000s. You can't forget about the 2000s. I can't. Because <laughs> here's the way I look at it, Dom. We have talked about so many topics in season five. We're currently in season five. And I feel like we kicked off the year talking about creating a 2020 vision. We've talked about so many topics that will have you go within. So whether you are you know, introspecting on your finances or your vision for your life, right? Or receiving feedback or any of those things, they could be heavy topics that cause you to do some work on yourself. And it's not Mm -hmm. always easy, right? And we're going down because we're doing this introspection is it for some of us, it may be forcing us to go down memory lane. Like I think about our episode on toxicity and you and I kind of recalled some things from our past. And maybe present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that forced us to look at ourselves, right? And do some hard work. But going down memory lane and doing the hard, looking at the hard stuff doesn't have to be what we always do, right? We can go down memory lane and look at the happy times. Mm-hmm. So today, we're going to focus on the happy times. Yes. And I'm excited about this topic because I feel like I get so giddy when I think about the past and certain good things about my upbringing and just the memories. And I feel like the vibe in the 80s, 90s, and the 2000s, it was a special vibe. Like I sometimes feel like I'm low-key obsessed with those memories in that time because there were just so many good times. I think about my siblings and when we get together today and we, we look back at old family memories, we talk about the old times. I think about my grandmother when she was here, she would always reminisce on the old times. And so I don't know, nostalgia is so nostalgic, right? When you think about all those memories, the experiences, the things that made you who you are, it's special. It really is. And I think, you know, there's science behind it that kind of speaks to how we look at our memories, right? And there are some articles out there that say that essentially the things that we remember, some of it is kind of not factual, right? And to me, that makes sense that like when I think about sensation and perception and I think about how we encode memories, we're encoding memories from how we're taking it in. And we're taking things in through our sight, through sound, through touch, through taste, and through emotions. And so there may be some things that we recall that in the moment made us feel good. So our recollection of it, how it, so first of all, how it got stored in our memory may look like A. And when we recall it, it still looks like A. But the reality of what happened in that moment may look like B and how someone else, because think about when you have sit down and you reminisce about things with your siblings, you have recollection A, 
B is what really happened, and your sibling may have recollection C. And it, so it doesn't all totally match up. Yeah, and I've heard that before. I've heard someone say something like, every time you recall something from the past, you change it slightly. And I get it. I, the thing is, I'm not a scientist, but I will say part of me is like, that's not true. I know what I remember. And I feel like there are moments where I can't remember certain details or the details will differ. Maybe my sibling will say, well, wait, I remember it this way. But there is usually a common ground about an experience. Right. But I think sometimes the minute details, we sort of get them, you know, mixed up. But I say, let's just go ahead and talk about the vibe. Because when you think about that time, that was the time when we didn't have social media. So although social media has presented so many benefits to us, there was a time when you had to engage with people. You had to start conversation on your first day of school. You didn't have a phone to dive into. You were looking at people in the eyes. This is when we could play outside all day until the streetlights came on. This is when you could leave your door unlocked and you didn't have to worry about anybody coming up into your crib. Like you were just safe. It was good. Like it was just a different type of energy back then. I feel myself being torn. Why? Right? What do you think? So I think because when you were talking about like, oh, we could like leave our door open and no one would like come in. Mm -hmm. Right. But then I also think about and I know we want to focus on the good stuff, (laughs) but I think that's the that's the real part of memory sometimes is that I'm also aware that like growing up in New Orleans, like. The early 90s, New Orleans was the murder capital. Really? And so it wasn't necessarily the safest place. Mm. But what I can recall from my childhood mm-hmm. isn't necessarily connected with New Orleans, not be, like New Orleans being like one of the most dangerous cities okay. during that time period. Gotcha. Right. And so I think that for some of us, Lady, as you're listening, depending on where you grew up, if you think back to like the 80s, 90s and mostly 80s and 90s, if you were growing up in the neighborhood that really wasn't safe, like how did you still manage to find those pleasant memories? Mm -hmm. Right. Like how do you how are you or are you able to look back and think about like the fun stuff? Mm -hmm. Right. Because. I could see where both exist. Yeah. Where you're like, well, my neighborhood was probably one of the roughest neighborhoods in the city. Mm -hmm. But I can recall those times where we were outside playing hopscotch or playing double dutch. Double dutch ain't my thing. Girl, I can never (laughs) double dutch. I cannot. Okay, look, real quick. Side little tangent. I wonder if double dutch is connected to dancing because I know we both talk about how we we can't. uh, Dancing (laughs) is not our ministry. Even though we try, and I feel like with Double Dutch, I always wanted to get it. I probably hopped in a couple times just on a fluke, but like, I wonder, is it the coordination It is about coordination. Okay, because I was like, I can never get goddamn Double Dutch. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I I can't, I can't either. No, but that's one of the things too. Like, that's like thinking about like those fun things from childhood. Like I, Double Dutch was not my thing. I have a theory, Dom. Can we dive into, so lady, what we're going to do, we're going to dive into different aspects of childhood and different things that we remember as far as like shows and experiences and music. And then can we circle back on that question? Because I have a theory, but I want to talk about these moments first to see if it'll like come full circle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to come back to that question, lady, of how do you remember the good times in the midst of maybe a rough upbringing or a bad neighborhood or just unpleasant experiences? Okay. Boom. Okay. So let's talk about 
just experiences in general. One thing I think about is I remember we were living in San Diego when I was younger and I was in, I had to be in like middle school. And you remember how when you wanted to talk to your friends and call your little boyfriend or call your homegirls or whoever you were with at that time, you had to use the house phone. We had landlines, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you were like real old school, you didn't have the landline that was, what was it? Wireless. You had that, the cordless phone. There Mm -hmm. we go. Cordless phone. You had that little curly wire. Am I saying that right, Tom? It was a wire. It was a a cord. cord. The curly cord. That's a tongue twister. That's why. (laughs) The curly cord that went along with it. But I remember when you used to call your little boyfriend and girlfriend from school and you'd be afraid that their parents might pick up. So we used to, my sister and I, we used to call and sound like a boy to talk to the the little boy and then we'd have them call our house. Like, can I talk to Terry? Like talking to girl boys. No, wait, hold on. Hold on. Did y'all not think that your parents could tell? Girl, I don't think they could. I I, I don't remember. You sure they could tell? Or maybe they could tell, like, maybe they could tell and they were just letting y'all slide. But here's the thing. Well, one, my family, we grew up in a strict household, so they were not about letting us slide. But the other thing was, we were at that age where their voices weren't developed. So the boys didn't have deep voices back That's, then. Okay. So they could have probably talked in their regular voice and still got That's through. True. You know this what was, I mean? So this was before puberty yes, setting. before okay. puberty. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, speaking of telephone, mm-hmm. that... I had to eventually get my own phone line because I would be on the phone so much. I would tie up the phone line and I had to get my own phone line because I just was, and that, but that's how you knew we were like slightly advanced Yes, because I got my own phone line Mm -hmm. in the house. And I say my, I'm sure if you ask my siblings, they would say, no, that was for all of us. (laughs) But I know that I was the one that was using it. So funny, Tom. So you had your own phone line. I'm trying to think like, I know me and my sister, we used to, we used to love being outside. Mm. Like we would be outside all day. We would be outside on the corner, you know, hanging out with our friends. We had a friend named Michael who lived on the far corner. We would go down there. We would be playing with like Pokemon cards. We would play marbles. (laughs) Like we were just literally always outside doing stuff. We would always try to save up money. And go to the little Chinese corner store and go get us some press-on nails and get our... <laughs> we had the press-on nails, girl. We had the... What is that gooey stuff called? Slime? Uh-huh. We used to eat, like the slime and just always trying to go to the store to get little random like knickknacks, you know? See, y'all are kids. Y'all were kids that were like maybe active. We would use our money to go to the corner store to get junk food. We would go and get... Oh, now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I can't believe what was I putting in my yes. body. We would go and get like pig feet and pig lips. And what? Now I eat no parts of the pig. Yes. But- that's, that, that's that southern, that southern <laughs> lifestyle. Yes. Or you'd get some like turkey necks or then you get candy. And like, so like you would go to the, and that was a privilege, at least for us to be able to walk around, be allowed to leave the block mm-hmm. and walk around the corner yeah. to the corner store. Or you would have to have your money with you when you're coming home from the bus and you would stop at the corner store 
on the way home. Mm-hmm. So, because you might not be allowed exactly. to go back around that corner yep. once you made it inside. Yep, that's a good point. That's a good point. That makes me think about when after church on Sundays, we would go to the corner store and get all kinds of candy and snacks. Mm-hmm. So all the Doritos, the Funyuns, never got the corn chips, hot but the fries. corn chips were so nasty. The hot fries, not the hot Cheetos, but the hot, hot fries. fries. Yo, those hot fries were bomb. But did you ever know about Lucas though? You never tried Lucas? What is okay, that? I gotta go. You gotta, if you are not from, I don't know, I don't know where else they sell Lucas, but I know for me, like, it was a San Diego thing. They, it's like a sweet and sour candy. It comes, and I'm gonna show you a picture now. I'm about to, lady, Google this really quick, because if you're not familiar, I want you to be able to see what it is. So, it was like these little things. So, they were packets of, Either like lollipops, like the chili lollipops. Oh, the chili lollipops used to be good. Mm-hmm. Or they had this little Lucas to me today as an adult. It kind of reminds me of like a seasoning. It was like this spicy seasoning. And girl, I used to eat the whole freaking thing. That's Whoa. not good. That I can't believe that. Either that, the spicy seasoning, or there was like a liquid. And you could also have like a push-up Lucas thing where you like push the top up and all the... Just all that stuff I used we, to eat. As kids, we used to put some nasty right? shit in our system. Okay. Lady, if you have Googled this and you're looking this up, this looks gross to me. I can't even <laughs> It looks like a big thing of seasoning. It, it just does not look like something I would want to eat. But yeah. I guarantee if I showed this to my nieces, they would want oh, it. they'd be so. They'd be down. So that was one of the things we used to get. Of course, you got the Starburst, the Skittles, all that. Yeah. And those are like classics. But yeah, girl, the candy, that was, that was where it was at. That was, oh. Now you're making me want to go and get some like <laughs> some in New Orleans we had Elmer's Chewies. Ooh, okay, and those chips came in different flavors. I still when I go home now, like I still have to go and get me a bag of Chewies because Chewies. those chips to me are just so good. I never even heard of that, Dom. Okay, this is it. Yes. New Orleans Chewies. I love that. Lady, if you're listening, as you're listening, Google Elmer's Chewies. And actually, I think you can like order them and have them like shipped to you. Really? But, you know, really just take a trip to New Orleans and go and enjoy it for yourself, you know? But I'm sorry, but since you brought up New Orleans, I got to talk about some of the Philly snacks because Philly is known for... Oh my gosh, Dom, you got me started. Philly is known for, at least back in the day, they used to have bomb ass water ice. No, water ice. No, Italian ice. No, you don't know this? Water okay, ice? Okay, we're about to have y'all Google okay. all this stuff. So. so this is just funny to me how, how regional <laughs> yes, like stuff can it be. Is regional. And how na- different names, like we used to have, oh, water ice. Like so a you- frozen cup. Yes, but in Philly, this is okay. So here's how it goes: you get your water ice either from you can go to Rita's. Oh, I've, I've heard of Rita's. Excuse me. You can either go to Rita's or you can go to the Hood Spot. The Hood Spot the is hood better. Spot it's always sweeter. Better. It's always yeah. better. So you get your water ice, but then you got to get your pretzel with your water ice. So the soft pretzel, it goes with the water ice. Like that's just you got to have it together. Water ice. Okay. That is a Philly thing right there. Okay. See now you got me thinking. <laughs> oh, like water ice. This is the kind of pretzel. So it's like a braided pretzel. It's so oh, soft. Got your salt, this. your mustard if you want, and then you could okay. add on like a Philly tasty cake, like a butterscotch crumpet. Oh, you know, tasty I've heard cakes. Of tasty cakes. I yeah, have, okay, girl. listen. You need to make sure I can give me some tasty <laughs> cakes. I'm like, what in the yes. world? Oh my gosh. But okay, so then since you brought up water ice, yes. I like in New Orleans we had snowballs. To okay. me, yeah. Yes. So then you, depending on where you go, you could get it like with condensed milk yeah. or like mm-hmm. soft serve ice cream mm-hmm. in the middle. Like, Interesting. Oh, 
It's, and then you could go, if you go to the snowball stand, then sometimes you would go and you would get like nachos mm-hmm. or you would get like a hot pickle or like they would just be, they would just sell other stuff, but yes. the snowball was the thing to get. Yes. And again, when I still, when I go home to visit, mm-hmm. I still have to get a snowball. I'm with you. Like my list of, I have a list of foods that I get yep. you, almost every time I go home. Yeah. Snowball, if it's in season. Cause they usually don't have it available in the winter time. Right. And then my chiwis. And I usually have my chiwis with a po' boy and a daiquiri. I love that. So you still get that even when yes. you go home. I feel like I, I usually get like the water ice and pretzel when I go home. I used to get the Philly cheesesteaks, but I'm not really into, I'm not really eating meat right now, but that was like, that was my, that was the classic. Whenever I went home, it was like comfort food for me yes. because it brought back those, back memories. those memories. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we didn't talk about the food. Yes. We didn't talk about the experiences. What are some of the shows? And let's just go into music that we listened to back then. Okay, so <sighs> now here is where, even though you and I were born in the same decade. Yes. We have a difference in terms of, because I was born at the beginning, you yeah. were born at the end. Yeah. So we have a difference in our, like, what is more nostalgic for us regarding music. Mm-hmm. I love 90s R&B. Okay. So give me like In Vogue and Tony Braxton and TLC and and so and even like Boys to Men and Mm -hmm. National Philly folk, you know, like Brian McKnight, like my all-time favorite is Maxwell, but he came towards the latter half. And so, but (laughs) 90s R&B, early Mariah Carey, all like that Whitney Houston, like yes. those are, that's where on a random Saturday, you, you know, if I'm just, let me put on a Pandora playlist yeah. is 90s R&B. Okay. That is interesting too, because I feel like my younger years were in the nineties, right? I am more of a two thousands kid. Mm-hmm. So for me, my Pandora playlist was like, yo, give me all the R&B and hip hop from the two thousands. So you got Neo, you got Nelly, you got Cisco. And then of course I got to move into the gospel, right? Cause mm-hmm. you know, I was, Y'all, you got to check out the, the, the past episodes, right? Grew up in the church. So I had Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond, Hezekiah Walker, Yolanda Adams, yeah. like all the good gospel music. Who else from the 2000s? Though? I'm trying to think of who else I listened to. Obviously, like you got like Beyonce and Destiny's yeah, Child. Name, right? yeah. Destiny's Child. You had Black, the girl group. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You I had 3OW. Them. Yeah, 702. 702. Okay. You had like, I'm thinking about Mario. Just a lot of different artists. The music was just so good to me then. It was just so good. Oh and my it's gosh. so funny because I'm like, yeah, that music was good. Yeah. But you got your 90s. Is like, Ugh. And the funny thing is, kids these days, I mean, when, now I see why my grandmother used to always play old school. Because even mm-hmm. now, I feel like such a, like I feel so outdated because I don't really listen to music these days. I don't right. listen to the music that, that's in. But on a Saturday when I'm cleaning, I'm going right to 2000s and it brings back those memories. And now I'm like, oh, I see why my mom used to throw on her old schools because it probably did the same thing for her. Exactly. So the kids these days, they'll be listening to music from like 2020. That's going to seem so like odd to us, but it'll bring back memories to them and where they were in their life, who they were talking to, their friends, what they were up to. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As you're saying that, like that makes sense to me because like I can think about like like there's one. Khalees has a song, Milkshake. Yes. That was, and I remember my niece, Bree, 
Shout out to Bree. I know Bri. she, hey, she Bri. you know, listen and tell her friends. <laughs> When she, I'm about to embarrass her real Uh-oh. quick. Oh, man, Brie, I'm sorry, Brie. <laughs> she liked milkshake. Yes. And every time she got in my car, and she was like three years old, yeah. and oh. every time she would get in the car, mm-hmm. she would ask to play milkshake. Oh. And it got to the point where she knew how to like, she figured out watching me, maneuver, you know, manipulate oh, the CD snap. player and stuff. She knew to tell me what button to press to get to her song. So it was like, and so for me, like there's certain songs that I hear that will bring me back to a particular moment. Mm -hmm. Like I can think about like there was when Maxwell first came out. I remember like I was in this summer program and I would have to go and wait for the bus. Mm -hmm. And my mom would like. Sometimes she would like drive me around the corner and we would sit in the car and wait for the bus. And I remember Maxwell's song playing a lot. Mm -hmm. And so like sometimes when I hear that song, it takes me back to that particular moment of sitting in a car and waiting with my mom to get on the bus to go to the summer program. That is so funny, Dom, because I feel like... I definitely experienced that as well, where like you hear certain songs and it takes you right back to that moment. So any, yes. no matter where you are, there are certain songs I have to change the station because it brings back a memory. And I'm like, uh, don't like that memory. No, like, like Aaliyah. What's that one song? It's like a really sad song. Not, I don't think it's Aaliyah, actually. I think it's I'll Be Missing You. Oh. Diddy, but when I hear it, it just mm-hmm. makes me sad because I think about, I think I was listening to that around the time that Aaliyah died and that just, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. But the, the song that I think about is, girl, you got, you got me bringing back all the memories. <laughs> I'm thinking about Lovers and Friends and I was listening to that, mm-hmm. Usher, Lil John and them in high school. But the song that comes to mind now is Shake That Monkey by Too Short. <laughs> I remember being in high school in the living room by myself when we lived in Chester, Pennsylvania. And I was in the living room by myself. My mom and dad weren't there. And I was in there trying to twerk, listening to that Shake That Monkey. And me and my friends, we would just dance together, make up different routines and stuff. But that time, I was like, all right, how do I move this little booty I got? Like, what do I do? <laughs> how do I shake that monkey? But you know what's crazy? A lot of songs I listen to now. I never knew what they were really about until I got older. Like, there are songs I was like, why the hell did I know all the words to remix to Ignition when I was how old? Right. And then you hear things about R. Kelly now, and it's just like, yeah, don't want to listen to that anymore because of what's going on with him and where he's at. You know what I mean? So, But there are a lot of songs that, like, that we probably shouldn't have been listening to as kids that we were. Like, like, as you mentioned, Too Short, I remember I was in the second grade, and... My mom, I think it was second grade. I don't know. My mom liked, she liked Too Short. Yeah. And she was not really listening to a lot of current artists. Mm -hmm. Like Prince was her fave. Mm -hmm. And so then, but then she also liked a lot of, like at that time, old school artists. Right. Like, you know, like Al Green, Commodores, people Mm -hmm. like that. And so I remember she liked Too Short. So then there would be this one, there was this one Too Short song called Freaky Tales. Mm -hmm. Google it. Find it on Spotify. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It is not something that a child should be listening really? to. But I remember learning the words to that. And I should not have known the words really? to that. But I can remember that my mom liked that song. And then I remember that I was in the first grade. and. I think I've told this story before, mm-hmm. 
of the song Congratulations. Yes. Yes. I can't believe that you remember this so vividly, Dom, but you were so mature at that age. You got to tell the story. Right. So six years old, the song Congratulations by Vesta. Y'all look it up and actually YouTube the video because the video will like just get you. And I remember feeling like just getting having the feelings that came up with like whatever she was experiencing. And I remember I would call the radio station every morning and request to hear that song. Now, granted, I don't know. I mean, now as an adult, like I recognize that most radio stations have certain songs on a loop. Right. And so and I don't know all the technical stuff behind that. But if you listen to the radio, like, you know, that there are certain songs that Mm -hmm. get played multiple times within an hour or whatever. And but I just thought that I could call and make my request and that song would get played six years old, loving a song about a woman who lost a love and is watching him marry someone else like the heartbreak of it all. Six years old, just feeling all those feelings like. I don't even know if I could fully articulate at six Mm -hmm. what those feelings were, but I felt them. Did they ever say, little mama, how old are you calling up on the radio? Not that I can remember. remember. I wonder. That's so interesting. Yeah, that just, that gets me because I'm like, you're six years old and you feel the song. You're so connected to the song. And then you're, you're like, I want to call and hear my song. That's so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So now that makes me think about the TV shows because you know, we were like, Saturday morning, you get your cereal, right? You got your cartoons. favorite cereal and your cartoons. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Recess. Ooh, oh my gosh, that one. was so good. Recess was good. What was that other one? Pepperan. 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 That was so good. What else, Dom? Oh, Saturday cartoons. Saturday cartoons. I'm thinking Sailor Moon. Oh, I forgot about Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon was good. I mean, okay, now I remember being in kindergarten. Mm-hmm getting ready for school and in the morning when I would get ready for, I lived with my grandparents when I was in kindergarten Mm -hmm. and I would get ready for school and it would be gym. What was hot then? So it was gym transformers, Smurfs, my little pony, like all of those cartoons. That's what I was like, but I was real little clearly like that. I don't think I know Jim. What is Jim? So Jim is, it's kind of like Barbie rock, like a Barbie rock group. Okay. Like Jim and, oh shoot, I cannot think of what the gemstones, I think, yeah. were, were her backup group. Yeah. But the dolls weren't made, like, so they had dolls that went along with the cartoon mm-hmm. and like the dolls weren't shaped like the regular Barbie dolls and they had like pink spiked hair and it was kind of like, M- that MTV generation, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yes. So, MTV. but for kids. Yes. Oh, I love that. And every episode, they were like having to perform something. But then, of course, you know, it was like they had to like solve some mystery or, mm-hmm. you know, there was some calamity that they had to work their right. way through in that 30 minute cartoon. Like a little girl power crew. Yeah. Okay, yep. I'm yep. liking it. I'm liking it. Girl, I was a big Disney and Nickelodeon kid. So, my family is so weird. Like my family, my parents were very strict, so I couldn't watch certain shows. So I had to like sneak. I think I had to sneak and watch all that because I think they were like a little, they called them like fresh at some point. They did some little fresh mm. kids stuff and they were like, oh, we don't want y'all watching that. But I was sneaking and watch 
all that. Remember, do you remember Cousin Skeeter from Nickelodeon? Yes. Cousin Skeeter. I think Megan Good was on that show. Oh, wow. Yeah, Megan Good. Let me oh. see. We got to look up the cast. Cousin Skeeter. Who else? That's so Raven. Yeah. Even Stevens on Disney. Kim Possible. Kim Possible. The famous Jet Jackson. Oh, that was my show. Oh. I know. I know. Rest in peace to him. Yes. That was my show. I was very hurt to hear about his passing. That was my show. I used to have the biggest crush on the famous Jet Jackson. All the Disney movies. I mean, of course, like Lion King is a classic. Mm-hmm. Mulan. Oh, but see, you got to go back Ooh. before Lion What's King that? That? and Mulan. You got to think about Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin and Little Mermaid yes. and Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella. I probably watched those movies like thousands of times. Like, you know, as a kid, yeah. you just watch your favorite movie. You never get tired of it. So you're like back to back to back. I remember in my grandparents' house, they had a VCR. And we, so we didn't have a VCR at home yeah. until later on. And so my grandparents had bought all, they, they would always stay up to date on the Disney VHS. So they would, and or whatever kid movies, Mm -hmm. because what would happen is they would say, we go over there on Sundays and it would be like, all right, so all the kids would go in the front room and we would watch kids stuff. So the adults could be in the den Mm -hmm. watching like something that was PG-13 or whatever, something they didn't really want us watching. Yeah. So they made sure that, they stayed stocked with like movies that we could watch. I love that. That reminds me of when my aunt used to babysit me and we used to have these, you know, the little kid chairs, mm-hmm. the little colorful chairs. I remember sitting at her house. This is like the only thing I remember from being babysat by her. And she would be watching stories. And I grew to hate stories because mm-hmm. I didn't get it. And I would just have to sit there and watch it with her. And I was just so mad. Like, I want to watch some cartoons. And we got to watch these oh. stories. And I always remember stories being so gloomy. And they had this weird, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you watch them, the, even the visual of the story, it just had a very different look than like other TV shows. Yep. And I remember just growing to hate them because I was like, I don't understand this stuff. But I think about, girl, Doug, Clarissa explains it all. You remember that? That was so bomb. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, Family Matters. TGIF on ABC. Like every every Friday night, you could you watch Family Matters. It was Full House. Um, what were the other there were a couple of other, like I think more adult shows that would come on ABC. And then Fresh Prince would be on NBC. NBC, okay. And I remember I liked watching that because on Monday nights, like, it would be like I would ask my mom, this was in middle school, because you would have Fresh Prince that would come on. And then it would be the NBC, like, Monday night movie. Mm -hmm. And it was always some movie where, like, what basically if you watch Lifetime or Hallmark Channel now, like those type of movies, but it would be on NBC Monday night. Oh. So it'd be like, oh, these teenagers, like this was pre-Law and Order SVU. Yeah. Oh so gosh. it was kind of like an SVU episode, mo- a movie version of an SVU episode. Yes. Oh my goodness. Law, you got me started with Law and Order. So I used to binge watch those shows. And then I think about Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, yeah. That was another one of my shows. You got Keenan and Kale. I mean, so many good ones. Are you afraid of the dark? Did you ever watch that? Oh, yes. On those were so night, good. good. Are you going to order the Fresh Prince? I think I First am. season? Yeah. I think I need to, but you know what? No. I'm going to do one even better. What? I'm going to get 
the first three seasons because that was the best on Viv. And I know oh, people have arguments about yes. who's the best on yep, Viv. Yep. Hands down. Really? Okay. I like the first on Viv. The first on Viv. So you, we got to add a link to that in the show notes. And yes. then I would recommend, like, if you have kids, you've got to get Gullah Gullah Island because it's yes. a nice black family and they are positive. Your kids can learn watching it. I remember just being in front of the TV all day watching Gullah Gullah Island. It's just so cool. They're all cheesy too, like cheesy as in like smiling. They yes. just smile when they, I, I remember the song when it comes on. Yes. And everybody's like, so excited. They're so excited. You know what though? Like as an adult now, like as you're talking about it, like what that, why that would be so good now yeah. is because if we think about Gullah Gullah Island, that's like that a small island off the coast of South Carolina. Like if we think about the historical significance I mean, of Gullah Gullah Island, yeah. pull out your phone and okay. do some Googles, lady, and look up Gullah Gullah Island yeah. off of the coast of South Carolina. And to me, that is so genius that that was a way to expose us, not just black kids, but yeah. expose us to a different aspect of black culture. Wow. I didn't even know that. I thought it was just something made up. So I'm going to do my own research. You remember the song? Come and let's play together in In the the bright sunny weather. Let's all go to. (laughs) (laughs) OMG. I've not seen that in years and still remember the song. Wow. Yes. But yeah, lady, think about all of the good memories that you have and the things that like shaped your upbringing and just made you who you are today. Because I think we all can pull something from like some kind of nostalgic memory that we have that we can think of yes. fondly, right? Yes. And, you know, and when times are rough or stressful or just unpleasant, this is one way that you can cope. This is a, like a healthy coping strategy mm-hmm. is to like step back and take a trip down to the fun parts of memory lane. We fully recognize and acknowledge that some of us have, all of us have parts of our past that are unpleasant and that we're working to heal from. But every now and then it is good for our spirit to take a trip to the fun times. Yes. And girl, one of your, I would say one of your action steps after listening to this episode is call up an old friend and, or call up a current friend and just talk about some of those memories the way Dom and I just did. Like it really makes you feel good. I even feel better considering we're in the world of the coronavirus and all the crazy shit, just everything's going on. It's like, this feels so good. And it's like food for the soul. And so I think it would be a good time to revisit the question that you asked that kind of stumped me when you first brought it up to me before we started recording. And the question that Dom posed was, you know, when we talk about these experiences and these memories that bring us so much joy, if you've had a rough upbringing or if you've experienced some trauma, how are you able to remember certain events with such fondness? Yeah. And for me, I feel like that's a tough question to to answer. I'm kind of like... I don't, I never looked at it that way. I never really asked myself that question. And I think, and Don, we can like kind of go back and forth on this. I think that I, for the most part, compartmentalize experiences. So even though there were like, you know, growing up in an abusive household, yeah, there were a lot of bad times, but there were also really good times where, you know, we did things as a family. We did, you know, we did like family photo shoots and we, you know, went to church together and there were so many good memories. And so for me, I just think that I can pull from either of the experiences. And I think that I can choose to, you know, look at 
either one, depending on how I feel. I also think that when looking back on experiences, sometimes because I'm here now, because I survived, I feel like I can look at things holistically, like even like who I am today, even when I look back on the bad times or the abuse, I don't know. They're not as bad as they were in the moment because I'm like, whew. I'm here. I made it. Mm -hmm. I survived. And because I've been able to, you know, go to therapy and read books and work on myself and go inside and just do this internal work, I feel sometimes that I've come out of it without the scars and the damage that I could have had. Though I, you know, I, I obviously was damaged by it, but like, I feel like I survived. So it doesn't make it as bad. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, so I think part of, or a large part of what it is, is You've done the work to heal, right? And I think that for someone who's listening and they're like, well, my childhood was so traumatic enough that I'm not in a space where I can think about the good stuff. Mm. I think that is a signal that maybe there's some more healing that needs to be done. Because my guess is that there may have been a point in, there was probably a point in your life where if I asked you about going down memory lane and thinking about a fun thing you did with your mom, there there's probably a point in your life where you weren't able to do that, where it would take some real intention to think about like a fun time that you had, right? Yeah, to be honest, it's funny that you say that because when I think about the conversations, so usually when me and my best friend, like we're so busy with life now, but in years past, we would catch up and we'd be on the phone for like three to five hours and we'd talk about all the past. And I actually, from what I remember, like I remember being able to talk about the good times with the bad times. My sister, Quana, for example, shout out to you, Quana. I know she listens. We will hop on the phone. And this is years ago before I even really did the deep healing. Mm -hmm. We would talk on the phone and we would have like our, like hour to three hour conversations. And we would talk about all of the the fond memories, but we'd also talk about the bad stuff too. So I feel like I've been able to pretty much allow them to coexist. Okay. I will say that there are certain instances of life that I am now diving into intentionally. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that stuff, I think I may have to explore creative ways to dive into it because I don't remember. And I think I may have tried to protect myself. Like my body biologically has done it. I didn't do it intentionally, but my body has tried to protect me from that incident. So I may not remember what happened, but I know that it was a bad feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that is spot on in terms of what, what most of us would do. Mm -hmm. Our bodies will allow us to block out certain things. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we aren't taking in and encoding memories is that to protect us, we block, we intentionally block it out Mm -hmm. and struggle with trying to remember it. And you can decide whether or not you want to dive into it to pull it up and, and process it and work through it. Or you could say, I'm going to leave it where it is if it's not affecting me in an unhealthy way right now. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to look at it. And I will say shout out to our bodies for working properly and just having that amazing capability to do that. So yeah, lady, we wanted to have this conversation. We invite you to check out our Instagram lady, go to our Instagram. It's going to be at her space podcast. And what we've done is we've added a few pictures that will probably jog your memory based on when you were raised or really who you know and what you were into then. So be sure to check out our Instagram and let us know what memories these different pictures that we posted bring up for you.
Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the HerSpace Podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit HerSpacePodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today in HerSpace. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady.